Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBella. I like to smoke them like the Winston Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leave. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with my trusted sidekicks, the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella, and none other than the man to bring you a scoop and the news every week, rumor and teaser-free, William the Scoop Cooper, and we are broadcasting episode number 529. That's right. Good morning, genitalia. Good morning. What's Good up? Good morning. How are we doing, Cooper? All I have to do is burr. A little bit. It's nice out, though. At least it's sunny. What about the hoodie today? I asked Dave, was it like 60 degrees down there? Burr. Yeah, basically. Basically. Let's see. Let's get a, let's get a quick 65, to be exact, Cooper. 65. <laughs> and sunny. Evan, that's on the pay-per-view version. So yes, you know, yes, that's out. on our Patreon. Go yeah. subscribe for fifteen dollars yeah. a month. And yeah, yeah. We'll usually, uh, like, yeah. usually, Rafael Nadal. If it's fifty-nine degrees, I worry about him. Like he might <laughs> turn into a frosty to snowman. He, he can't well, go below sixty. Yeah, he can't go below sixty. <laughs> he also he also might take a quick trip to the island somewhere. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't say Paul was kicked off the show. I'd say he's more on a maternity and. Mat- uh, marital hiatus. Kicking Paul off the show is like it's like Irrelevant. firing a guy. A guy. Yeah, no, he's not, no. You can't fire a guy. Who, you know, he's he's barely here to begin with. Paul is on maternity uh, leave. Yes, maternity leave, marital leave, whatever you want to call it. I don't. Know. I, don't know. I don't know. Paul, right. don't worry. Paul's like you know. He's, we're stuck with him, man. It's never going nowhere. He'll just flare up every once in a while. That's all. <laughs> Yes, that's that's uh, that's a good point, Dan Lemus. Paul put his apparently put his work in on on Wednesday, so he's fulfilled his duty. I I was out sick, so I missed the uh, release event, but uh, somehow Paul managed to jump in then on short notice. <laughs> Speaking of a release event, let's check out what all our loyal listeners and fans are smoking today. Um, I know what the goat and I are smoking. Uh, the iconic line that has seemed to constantly reinvent itself with Drew Estate. The Undercrown 10 Ming was released this past Wednesday, sold extremely well. Um, shipments are already being received by everyone. Ming is technically probably was one of our first micro blends under the acid line before we even had micro blend series. It was like our first sub, they called it subculture back in the day project with Drew Estate, then reinvented uh, five or six years later when Saka came on board Drew Estate with Ming Dynasty. And bought back once again, and what better timing than the Great Smoke 2024 celebrating the Year of the Dragon, Chinese New Year. The Ming has returned in the format of an Undercrown 10. Um, 
think they call it robusto gordo or something it's uh it's like uh it's like a five five by 54 i believe yeah that's what i heard it five and a quarter five by 54 but yeah so pretty badass and these are hitting the ground everywhere so i'm lighting mine up right now yep yep the good old the mm. ming is back long longer than long awaited the nickname that just seems to never go away, given to me by Jonathan Drew. The OG nickname, yeah. yeah. The OG nickname, the first. It really was, yeah. Before Big Delicious and before Honest Abe. What's the Ming? That's right. That's yep. right. So, how did you had uh, you had Willie on to talk about it? Abe, you know, Willie's right, right. always a pleasure to talk to, man. Great guy. Really uh, great guy. Willie is. Uh, you know, for a guy who really is kind of quiet, you know, he's not out there on social media. He really is an excellent talker. When you, know? when you get him talking, yeah, he's really good. Yes, I agree with you on that. If anybody didn't catch that broadcast this Wednesday, this past Wednesday at 6 p.m., it's on our Smoking uh, main Facebook page. Check it out. It's really worth to listen to. It really is. Some good stuff was discussed. Yeah, man. Willie's just a great guy. Yep. Great blender does awesome work for Drew Estates. Has has history in, in a in a historic American factory, you know, and you know made his bones in El Titan de Bronze, right? You know, Willie's uh, he's got quite a story. Oh, this and, you know, you know what's amazing before. about Willie is you know he when he got to Drew Estate, he really started working with a lot of different. He had a, he had his profile. He worked with at El Titan, but. He really expanded his repertoire in terms of working with tobaccos once he got to Drew Estate, and he proved he could do it really well. Won't be here for a lot of good cigars being smoked this morning. A lot of good cigars. A lot of heavier cigars for the morning time. This guy's guy I know might work as much as I do. Jesus. Yeah, Tom, Tom's always working. But he finds time for us. Tom finds That's good. Time. Always good, yeah. Always good, man. Wagashi, good morning, stick. Great morning, stick. Uh, some guy's got specials. He's got specials. Uh, there you go. I don't know what the EZ one fifty three. The EZ yeah, I, knew, I knew what he meant, but, uh, but uh, we know yeah. what he means. Anyway. Couple couple letters off. We'll give it to him. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. early in the morning. Yeah, it must be a different Saka experimental blend. <laughs> you know what? I couldn't have picked a worse culture. To try to find any outfits or clothing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, literally, I picked the worst culture yeah. ever. Because yeah, listen, I, yeah. I ordered the X's this aren't the same. No, I well, I ordered this jacket. Literally, it was seven X. Seven yeah. in China. Yeah. Seven. It was supposed to fit. It barely got on our outfit. <laughs> Right, it was just a touch too big for me. At yeah, literally. Yeah. Seven, I was like, oh, this will probably actually, fit break. I don't even think it was too big for you, like, closing. I think it was a little long on you. Yeah, it was a little long. The sleeves yeah. were a little long for me. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that was 7X. Yeah. 7X. 7X. Asian 7X is not the same as American 7X. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh... All right, Alibi. There's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, yes, cat, Oliva V, Hoya. We got some nothing mild. It's like people are going, you know, right? yeah, not a couple right? of the egg. Even that Antonio is not mild. Is what I'm nah, yeah, a couple of gosh yeah. in there, but yeah. uh, people are smoking this morning. Yep. 
people are smoking this morning. Absolutely. It's all great to have people light up with us. So. Honestly, I don't know if this would be my normal first cigar of the day on any day. Um, it's not bold and strong, but... I think it is, yeah. Probably, I agree, yeah. Probably wouldn't make my morning rotation, but, you know, it's the week of Ming, so we're going to light it up this morning. Yeah, it's a, I, I think they did a great job with Underground 10, but I think that was really one of the more impactful... Well, one of the best questions I asked Willie because he talks about how they he blends to a size, mm -hmm. and you hear that all the time. It's like you know, what exactly do you do when you're blending to a size, right? And he gave a really great explanation of that process. So once again, if you haven't caught that video, definitely worth checking it out. So, and I always find this interesting, but I, I did did Willie say that he he starts at like a Corona? Yeah, that's his guys. A lot I've heard Toro from a lot of people. Yeah, because remember Raphael last week said he starts at like a like yeah. a fifty-four and kind of works. Yeah. It's he, interesting he starts, how different guys. He starts at a Corona. And works his way up. Rare fusion. Those are very rare these days. Very rare. I think they're gone. I think they are gone. So that means last I looked, uh, I think there were seven boxes left. I I gotta believe they're gone. Wow. Yes. So for you folks that want more rare fusion, uh, please continue to torture Terrence Riley. I think about. everybody who's listening today should tag, whether you smoked it or not, just do it because you're a right. KMA fan, right? Yes. Make a rare fusion post demanding the return and tag, tag me so I could, you know, join in on the fun, right? Tag Alex, you know, tag anybody you want, but at least tag me so I can join in on the fun. Tag Terrence Riley, make a post demanding. Not asking. Demanding. Demanding. Be strong Demanding. with your words. Demanding the return of Rare Fusion. You know, while we're at it, while you guys are all here and watching, just tag him in the comments, too. Just tag him. And tag Eric. Eric Gartmason has some influence. <laughs> hey, listen. It's tag Aaron Saturday. That's what it is. Yes. It's tag tag I mean, he, yeah, he, had a good, he had a week off this week, so. Use that hashtag, too. Tag Terrence Saturday. That's what we're going to do. Usually in my organization, we have Shut the Fuck Up Tuesdays. It's now Tag Terrence <laughs> like Saturdays. Yes, let's get uh, let's get Terrence up and alive this morning. Well, he's oh, probably ooh, recovering from vacation. Is he uh, is he in Vegas? He's in Vegas. Right? He was in Vegas. Yeah, with, yeah, with, you know, enjoying. Time to start tagging. Fucking yeah. seven in the morning. He's probably right. on the red eye. Right. Was on the red eye. Perfect. That, oh, speaking of which, you know that's what? right. I forgot to put I that in the, in, in the outline. I'm not going to be hypocritical. Any um, anything interesting coming out of TPE that you've heard? Any you know besides news and releases? Anything? Well, this is a hard thing. Okay, I wasn't there, but here's what I'm gonna. I, I had people on the ground there. Um, I'll talk about one release. I say the big story I've heard is that attendance was down. That that was the thing I heard. Wasn't I don't think that was a surprise, but it seemed believe, like more yeah. importantly, more importantly, do you believe that that is a direct correlation to the uh, PCA, PCA being in two months? Totally, got, got agreed. Yeah. Totally, got totally. Um, I gotta admit it. You know, I don't really know if anybody on the board is that cutthroat, but if someone really actually designed it that way, I'd be a little bit impressed. Look, I'm not gonna I, lie. I have, I have, I have never. I'd be a buy... little bit impressed if someone was that cutthroat and tactical, and it wasn't just some like chance coincidence of a maneuver, which it, it probably most likely. Listen, was. 
when but if TP was that cutthroat and tactical, I'd be I'm impressed. Uh, listen, when when PCA was struggling a few years ago, you don't think TP was was trying to capitalize on that? Oh, listen, sure, hey, absolutely. So now, TPE, yeah, now I it's what I think TP is way more vicious. You uh, know, you know. These guys that sit on the board are, you know, they're volunteer. You got to remember, TPE is a private organization. Yeah, they're yeah. Getting paid. Yeah. they have to perform, right? Yeah. These guys that are running the trade show all have their own businesses yeah. and livelihoods, and this is like a, you know, a volunteer work for them. So the psychology and mentality isn't so driven and vicious. But if it was tactical, I like it. Yeah, it, it seemed like like this is what I've said the last two years. I don't know. I, I if you ask me what the booth looked like at TPE this year. No one took pictures of their booze or their product setups. They, they were all taking pictures with Billy Gibbons and Mike Tyson. Yeah. That's I what I saw that, yesterday. Yeah, Not, I, I agree. I agree, yeah. Coop. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I've seen very few pictures of boots and a lot of pictures with Mike Tyson and Billy Gibbons. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're that absolutely was right. – yeah, and that was what – and people – had time in the industry to wait online to go see Billy Gibbons is what I'm because I know right. there was a line for Billy Gibbons. So and I'm sure there was a line for Mike Tyson. I'm sure there was a line for Mike Tyson as well. And Mike Tyson was over on the blue carpet, he's, which is the alternative. Selling, right. He's selling marijuana products. Yeah. He's not selling cigars. And they were all over there yesterday wanting to meet Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what about you, Alan Rubin? Listen, I think I, I just want to be clear to all. Alan was actually working at the trade show. I'm going to give him credit. He was working. One of the, is I'll give him that. I want to be clear to everybody. First, love the tags already. Love the Terrence tag. tag Saturday started, but don't just tag him here on KMA. That's not yeah, enough. Tag him everywhere. Yeah. Tag, tag him, him at, on Agnorsa yeah. Agalites. Tag him on Smoking Social. Let's Send him a bombard. message. Let's, let's bombard. Tag, let's tag bombard him every him. Saturday and do it every Saturday. You don't have to just do yes. it this Saturday. We do it every Saturday. We can make it a tradition. Every Saturday. Tag Terrence that until he well, comes. Well, then we'll have to have a different request every Saturday. It can't be repetitious. Otherwise, it's no fun. So <laughs> yeah. we'll have to think of a theme. Well, I should charge him for a sponsorship for this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I really should. I should reach out to him and charge him for this. <laughs> what are you smoking over there, Coop? I am smoking the Don Pepin Garcia 20th anniversary cigar. Which oh. I have been pretty impressed with these. That, Very good. Um, I love this. Well, you're um, we're starting here. That was uh, no, that wasn't your number one. Your number one was that uh, Corona, right? It was the hundred años of the Labor Jew, yeah. Which I really stand by that cigar. I took a lot of abuse. Coop, listen, yeah. it's your yeah, I took, fucking list. It's your list, well, Coop. You can put whatever yeah, you want on your list. Man, but I took I took the funny thing is like you know, I'm asked all the time when I go to a trade show, what's the best thing you smoked, right? That's the number one question I get from everyone. So why wouldn't I say the best thing I smoked in 2023? Why wouldn't I say, whether it's limited or not, why would I change my tune on that? It, it, it's just I see this double standard go on. I Same people who say, what's the best thing you smoked at the trade show were ripping me on this pick. You know, I saw here, this. here's the thing. I saw this. What? I saw this. In a so comment. Now, I don't know if he's saying this is a joke, like he's just joking, or it's a joke, like it's ridiculous. But does anybody know? Is this a fact? What? ZZ Top 5. Oh, uh, no, not quite. It's but a... not all, not far off. <laughs> okay. So what they're doing is they are putting the cigar. They're, 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 only, they're selling this, the premium cigar in humidors. So let me get a video clip of this. Yeah. There's only five. There's only five cigars in the humidor, so the humidor package goes for three hundred dollars, from what I understand. 
Well, that's a, that's a far cry from a thousand dollars. It's not a thousand. Uh, you get a humidor with it. Um, but yeah, the price I was given in the press release, I thought was three hundred dollars. That's for the cigars and the and the humidor. humidor. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's a cool gimmick for him. He can go like to you know, at, you know, functions and events, and just say, "Pull a five pack right out of his beard." Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh. You know, it's. I. I don't know. I don't think you're going to see a Guy Fieri thing with this either. Is what I'll tell you. You don't think? Oh, um, he's not out there like Guy Fieri. He. He's if, not out there if, like Guy Fieri. If you're about ten years or fifteen years younger than us. You don't even know who the fuck ZZ Top is. No. Well, not only that, not only that, and I know this was part of your news coup, but this uh, the, that's okay. This is, I think, worthy to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Who's making the cigars? Uh it's Debonair. being made by Debonair. That's Phil yeah. Zengi, who folks don't know. He used to be the partner of Rocky Patel, and uh, he works with uh, Augusta Reyes's factory to do it. So here's here's the thing I'll talk about. Rate manufacturer, the rate manufacturer. Oh, uh, right. I think Reyes is better. They're they're, they're a good manufacturer, I but mean, they're no, more known for growing. Debonair is a brand. What was that? Debonair is a brand. Debonair is a brand. Had good cigars, but they were they had good cigars, but they just didn't hit the market right. right. There's a lot of good cigars, but yeah, where the yeah. fuck are they? Where the fuck are they, Coop? I, I haven't seen one picture of anybody no. smoking a Debonair in five years. Look, Phil's a friend of mine. I tell you, that brand shouldn't have disappeared. I mean, I'll be very honest with you on that. Um. The thing that's kind of interesting about this uh, announcement, right? Nate, I'm kind of curious on your perspective of this. So they're doing one is a mass market cigar called Twin Turbo. And the one we're talking about is called Virtu. Um, but they have a cigarette company doing all the distribution of this. I don't know how a cigarette company is going to move these humidors, to be honest with you. I can see them moving the mass market stuff to certain stores. But these humidors have got to be – I think you've got to handle the distribution very differently to that. That that's the humidor, right? That's not yeah. a five cigar humidor. No, but they no, put five cigars. They put, no, they put five. You get five they, cigars in it. They oh, give you a grand total of five cigars in it. <laughs> so you get five. You get the you get the humidor and you get this this uh, I assume lighter. You get this Zippo lighter. Yeah. Well. I just don't see anybody going nuts over this or caring. I think more people were excited that Billy Gibbons was at TPE than anything. I I I don't. I think that's what this How is more old is about. He now? Those dudes were old when I was listening to them. He's, when they were making MTV videos. He's gotta be in his mid seventies. Oh, look it out. Yeah, let's see, let's see. Billy Gibbons. Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah. Nailed. Oh, we need to do another one of those in a couple episodes. I'll, that was what? fun. No one for? Uh, no, how old how old are they? Did how you old play are they? how old are they with us? He yeah. was out. I think he was out when we did the how, how old are they? Yeah. yeah. How old are they was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Alex put up these celebrities, and we just had to guess like how the closest to their age. No, Abe was there. Abe was there because remember it was the under over of yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Abe was there. Yeah, I don't know if you experience this because especially when you start getting maybe not as much Alex with Coop and I's age. Do you ever like come across somebody and you find out their age and you're like, you know, you remember watching them on television when you were a kid? Like, I'm older than that dude. Yeah. Do you ever experience I, I experience that so often now? Like, how the fuck am I older than him? Yeah. I remember watching him as a kid. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, and, and I think for a lot of us, we you, you you get that at, you know, at uh with athletes. 
You know, yes. you grow up watching these guys, and then yes. suddenly, you know, once, once you hit your mid twenties, all these guys are yeah. younger, younger than you now. Coming yes. in, right, right. So we all kind of experienced that. that in I our never athletes. forget. I went to Indiana University, so I played with um, who's a couple guys that went into the NBA: Cheney and Eric Anderson. Yep. And it was so psychologically mind-boggling to watch these guys throwing up and puking at an apartment party Saturday night, and then a year later, I'm watching them on national television playing NBA basketball. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right? It's just right. like right. They didn't yeah. even relate normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we all go through that transition first, I think, with our athletes. You know, I think, look, Jalen Hurts, star quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was born in 1998. You know, he's a, he's a kid to me. Right. Kid, you know? I'm older than Barry Sanders. And Barry Sanders has <laughs> retired over 25 years. Okay, I'm right? older than Barry Sanders. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. The fucking hounds have been released. This is gonna be a fun. This is gonna be a fun Saturday. Yes, torture Terrence Saturday. Torture. Ooh, I like that one better. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I talked to Jack Heyer, and there's something planned for March 14th, the the anniversary of Terrence's cheesesteak photo. So, oh jeez, always. A, yeah, there's it something he's got. Like he's got a, a social media campaign or something. Oh, planned. look who just joined us. Big T. Did he? Yeah, oh. well, I, it just came up in my my. See, oh, you, I you can see on the phone that he's too. that he's watching. Says, yeah. Terrence Riley is now watching. Good morning, Terrence. Good morning, Terrence. Good morning, Terrence. Did we wake you up with all the bing bing. Hope you bing, had a bing, good bing, vacation. Yes, good vacation. Good vacation. Good yeah. Those guys were. Uh, that's that is also that is also. I saw a lot of pictures of Mike Tyson, a lot of pictures of Billy Gibbons, and a lot of pictures of uh, Agonorsa jackets. Look, I'll say this. Terrence did a good job promoting the Agonorsa booth. That, he did a very good job with that. Um, I wish more people would have did what he did. He was walking around the floor. Uh, you know, I felt like at least I felt his presence at TPE compared to some of the others, which I don't know where they were or what was going on. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's some big companies that were there. I couldn't tell you what their booth looks like. So what do you see as the future for TPE now, Coop? It's not going to change. No, what I'm saying is, will it continually decline? Will it stick around? Will it linger where it's at? Um, it will stick around because that sh that show is driven from what I call the blue carpet, which is the alternative products, not not premium cigars. So right. maybe there'll be a, a lesser footprint of premium cigars going forward, but that show will continue to 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 be at the time of the year it is, and it will continue to be driven by, like I said, the alternative products, which have all the money. I don't see you know, a change. I just think this experiment of going to try to be the premium cigar show is is over. You know, it's really funny because there was a retailer in town visiting his father, actually, his father and mother. And he stopped by the shop and he grabbed me and we were chit-chatting a little bit. And he asked me if I was going to TPE. I'm like, I haven't been to the TPE ever since its inception. Since before it was called TPE. What was it called before? Something Expo, Tobacco Expo or something. And... um he goes, well, you know, I really go because I could really sit down and talk to people. But, which he, but I guess he claims he might not be a big retailer. He really didn't know what store or much about. But, you know, I guess he feels like it's too hard to get some talk time during the PCA. And I guess it's a lot easier from the approach people at the TPE. You know, we looked at from media going for that reason, like to get some relationship time. We, we just couldn't justify the expense, even though, they, by the way, they were going to subsidize our uh, ticket and hotel to go. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's 
the other thing that you can't subsidize is time, unfortunately. And it's it's a tough time of the year for all of us to go. Um, they've been great. They've been great with the media. I can't criticize them at all. But um, I just don't. I think they've tried to make their attempt to to become the number one trade show, and it hasn't worked. Well, I mean, there's so much more going on there. You know, it's it's you know, you can't really look if they had to if they had to you know zone in on 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 something and make it the you know premiere. It's like you said, the money is not in the the cigars for that for that expo. Right, you know, the other products. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Like I said, they have, and they think. Like I said, you know, now there's certain companies that just it's not their model to go to TPE because they don't sell to that audience. You know, and and I I hear things that yeah, there's there's I get there's premium cigar retailers there, but in general, it's just not the right audience. Uh, and PCA has been around for ninety plus years, so right. Right. The, you know, and it's run by. A lot of people who know people know and love. I mean, for the most part, you know, there's people on the board that people know. I think the I think Scott Pierce has done a very good job as the executive director. He's been one of the better ones. So, you know, I think I think it's it's hard to tackle that. Right, right. And, you know, I don't know if I, I. Well, you did mention. You know, it seemed like they did do a few things that kind of dug into PCA, but I don't know if they're really trying to compete. Well, they were trying. Yeah, well, they were trying they were trying to break in, but it's like trying to break in, but you also have the cushion of you know we have this Look, here's the problem. Here's, here's really the problem. This industry, our side, premium side, it's just not really big enough for two shows. It's barely big enough for one. Let's just be real. Okay. Yep. So why water down you know, the process, which is basically what TPE does. And TPE doesn't need it. People do not realize that the premium cigar business is less than 2% of the tobacco industry. Yep. Less than two. Not 30, not 20, not, you know, 18%. It's less than two. The money on the mass market side is so mind-blowing compared to the amount of money generated on the yep. premium cigar side. Yeah. TPE sure. doesn't need it. It's just a waste. It's, it really is a waste. Yeah, like I said, they, they, like I said, it was a no lose situation for them. The worst case, they could run that show without premium cigars there and be right. fine. That's right. that was my right. point. Right. So I mean, um, you know, I yeah. guess look, if if premium cigar manufacturers are, are willing to take booths, why why not give it to them? And the rates are che- the rates are a lot cheaper to take the booths there. Uh, booths there, excuse me, not boots, but uh, and and they're not they're not. The extravagant booths of uh, PCA, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they're simplistic booths, from what I heard. Yeah, be, yeah. Like smoke booths, almost maybe a little bit big, bigger and better. I went in 2020, and I made the comment. They have what's called the red carpet and the blue carpet. So the red carpet's for premium cigars, and the blue carpet's for alternative. And it looked like the haves and the have-nots is what I'm just gonna tell you. The blue carpet had all the beautiful booths. The red carpet looked like a flea market. Um, I, I said that. I got in trouble for saying that. I'll say it again. It did. It did, the premium did. cigar side looked like a flea market. The premium cigar side looked like a flea market, and we're yeah. supposed to be selling luxury products. Right. So I, that was my ar- argument with that. Um, they have they have almost improved like it a they, bit, yeah. It's almost like they say, well, here, we can go promote ourselves yeah. and, and maybe pick up some BC accounts, and we could do it on the cheap, yeah. and they just don't put a lot of effort into it. 
Yeah. You you know, I hear people say, well, you just need a tablecloth and a folding right? table to sell. Yeah, so why not go? Yeah. So when you're out, you know, a large order, you're not going to have nice seats or something comfortable. I, I'm sorry. That's not the way I would be doing business. I'd be having a nice booth if I'm looking for the big orders here. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, so I think there is something to the. I, I get in trouble for saying that a lot, but I Hold do on. believe there's something Hold with on. these booths. But, but, but I'm going to tell you something though. To their defense, and I, I'm not. Listen, I'm pretty sure that the majority of it is they're just being cheap. But I could see a few companies go with the psychological issue. Is look, most of these guys are running B two C stores, right? Some of these guys are gas station guys and whatnot. Whatever. Right. And I think those big luxury looking shit almost may say, "Well, that's not a product for us." Okay, I could, I could buy that. Right, right. You see, yeah. Just, just, just imagine. Just I could buy some of that. Yeah, I could buy that. The pre-COVID Davidoff booth, right? Imagine that dropped at the TPE. How many gas stations are going to look at that or whatever and say, "Yeah, we should go check that out." But are they, are they aren't they over on the blue carpet though? Is what I'm just saying. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but buying remember, the same products. So. No, no. But you got to remember, most of these guys are familiar. With what that product is, so they know they're going to get you know two dollar vapes and whatever, right? And right. Money, but then you look at Davidoff, booth, like, I know that they're probably one of those companies that sell 30 dollars cigars. We're not selling that at our place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if that's the mentality or psychology, but I bet you some of these guys might have thought of it that yeah. way. You know, you want to you want to track the right you want you want to track the right fish. You want to use the right bait. Yeah. So. Good old TPE. It's always a. Uh, it's always a discussion. It's it's all. Yep. It's always. A, and then we'll have you know PCA is always the drama discussion. Now huh? that's coming up. You know you'll see the drama coming stuff. up. What's the drama discussion around PCA? Oh, it's always drama. It's, there's always something. People will find the drama. I mean, for you know, for years it's you know time of the year where the PCA is going to be, uh, consumer day. Uh, the um, irrelevant comment made made a couple years ago at the trade show. I, I got. I have oh, to. That, ask was, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Wait, which one was that? I missed the last one. If, when, you, if uh, you're not here, you're not relevant. You're not relevant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was the drama. They just find ways to create drama. <laughs> that trade show. So. Coop just ripped the scab open. <laughs> so, um, here's here's an interesting thing because I always found it just. I was fought. This has been one of the hottest PCA nags, whines, complaints, bitches, whatever the fuck you want to classify it under, since I've gotten in this industry. And it's finally been addressed after, I mean, whatever, four decades. Cool. Have you heard of any retailer or any manufacturer who's been so pleased and happy? That the TPA will be the, T, the PCA will be in March of this year. Not for a few. I mean, a few. I'd say I would a say few. A few. Who? Re, uh, manufacturers? Because if so, more, I'd like to know what more you're than, more. Every I've single one's been bitching to me. What the manufacturers? Every single one. More retail. I've heard more retailers. Manufacturers are, are manufacturers. There's definitely been some saying they're unhappy with this to me. I haven't heard one that's liked it. They even we, said that a fucking April or May one would have been ten times better. Yeah, we we I, I don't remember who said we were surveying a few people on coop shows, and, and there were a few people that were very happy with the move. Um, but it seemed like it was like a it, it seemed like there were more people that were unhappy about it from a manufacturer standpoint because again, it's a bad time of the year. The companies are very busy in the first quarter. 
there's um Easter, spring break, you know, people aren't really, you know, the great smoke, the great smoke. The madness, it, there's a lot of stuff. It, it, the, all these are demands on, on these companies. And, uh, you know, I would personally, I, I, they're moving it to April next year. I would have held off one more year and just held it in the summer one more year. I, I think the, the, March one, I don't think was a good idea. No, and I don't think you're going to see, a, I don't think you can see a big boost like they're expecting either. Listen, here's, here's the psychology that no one seems to understand. First off, at the end of the day, my personal opinion, the PCA should only do, make decisions that are in the best interest of the PCA. Everybody else has to accommodate. Yeah. yeah. Right? So when you don't do that, you ultimately end up hurting or failing the, the organization. So in their efforts to accommodate half the people that are whining about the time, and most of those still show up anyway. Because if they care enough to they whine, do, they, they do, they do, they, they end do. up going right. Yeah, I agree. You're yeah, going to yeah. alienate the other half. It's a no. Yeah, because yeah, so, but, but in essence, what they did was, I'm pretty confident it's going to cost them a lot more to have a PCA in March than it is, you know, than sure. it would in July. Well, so they increase their expense unnecessarily. It's going to go down in New Orleans. I can tell you it's going to go down in New Orleans. Different venue, got, different time. But, you know. Yeah, that's why. So I think that's the – that's why – that's you're right about this year for sure, yeah. yeah but Coop, they also put the time in New Orleans where they're going to have an influx of 8 million people that weekend <laughs> in a town that can barely handle the tourism that's already coming in. Yeah, I know. That's on the whole other – yeah, that's the whole other – you just got to stop trying to make – listen, I learned this a long time ago. You can't make everybody happy. You're, you you're stop, and that has been the bane of their existence of trying to continue. The people you got to make happy are the people that fund the show and make it happen. One, the manufacturers. Right. You don't make the manufacturers happy, you don't have a trade show. Starts level one. That's level one. Right? And the rest of the people have to accommodate to that requirement. You know? But – they continually are trying to make everybody happy. They're they're looking for improvements in all the wrong ways of how to make this a better show. They, they will find another reason to complain about something. Is Always. my point. So you'll watch this year. They'll be complaining about the the hotel next to the convention center. Next year it will be complaining that there's nowhere to smoke in New Orleans. Like it, 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 you're gonna see this. You just like you said, Abe, you you can't band aid it because the leak's gonna happen something somewhere else. Is what's gonna happen. All right. So you can't accommodate. And I do believe that the people who were saying why they didn't want it in the summer was like the Lancero fans. They made a lot of noise. Right? That, 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 <laughs> that might be the best analogy you've ever given on KMA Talk Radio. That's exactly what it is. It's the people who are bitching are the Lancero buyers. They're out there. They make a lot of noise. But I don't know where the fuck they are. Well, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't it. Uh, it was like a retailer complaint of the the it's summertime. It's busy. It's, I can't leave. I can't leave. Like, what do you mean you can't leave your store? I mean, if you're a one person operation, you can't leave at any time of the year. That's, that's what I I agree. And if you're a one person type of operation, you probably don't have business at the. You know, you don't have how much money do you have to spend at PCA. Bingo. If you're a one person Bingo. operation. Bingo. You know, is you don't it have more to run your store? Yeah, or is it more? I understand you may want to take time off that week. I can understand it, but. Now you're moving. Look, now the show is moving to Easter week this year. Okay. The show is on Palm Sunday. Okay. It's Easter week. It's spring break. This is impacting my, I can tell you it's already impacting some people on my team. I'm sure it's impacting retailers and manufacturers as well. That, that it's, sure. But no one's talking about that. 
it almost sure. seems like they're trying to solve problems blindfolded. Yeah. It really is. Like, without any foresight or, you know, I can't say because I'm not sitting on the board listening to this insanity, but thank God I'm not. It's just I can't fathom the, the decision-making process, really. But... Well, like we said, always drama at the PCA. It's always it, drama at the PCA. To answer, my man, Wes, the hard drop date, like the deadline that we told our broker that you could never pass ever. Because the original, the original dead date was we were supposed to have these in our possession before the end of the year. Right. So. One twelfth of the next year is already gone, but the hardest, like after this, we're going to have a lot of problems. Was January fifteenth, February second. These finally arrived at our factory yesterday. So, the boxes are in our possession. Okay, so anybody who doesn't know this, this is probably I'm going to have to take my. Uh, I want to show this off. Virtual background off. There we go. This is probably one of the coolest upgrades to the Great Smoke in. 18 years, almost two decades. The updated Great Smoke Swag Pack, right? Not only... Oh, the ashtray's upside down. That's what it is. Okay. Not only... Oh, the lighter's missing. Okay, I might have to clean up this box. Actually, yeah, yeah, Alex yeah, is getting a brand new updated box with all the real cigars. He'll be posting a video early next week. But this is the Great Smoke Swag Pack. All your cool limited edition TGS stuff. The lighter that's missing down in the corner will come in this box, and you will get it on check-in. Now, also in this will be two trays. Two trays like this. That this is a prototype. Excuse the writing. But two <laughs> trays like this that will have all your event cigars in it. All right? These will, be, these will be being packed very feverishly all next week. So look to the following week for these things to start to ship to anyone who's bought a virtual ticket. So the Dababna clan is going to be called into action to pack those. Well, <laughs> cool. we'll summer, so yeah. oh, okay. You know, but they'll work Saturdays and Sundays, maybe. Maybe right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so these have fucking finally arrived, and we will start packing. Virtual packs will go out probably not next week, but the week after that. And uh, if you're coming live to the event, this package will be handed to you when you check in at the door outside. So you won't have to waste 45 minutes and an hour walking around the line in a circle trying to collect all your cigars. So cool shit this year. Very excited nice. about it. Nice. That's really good. It looks great. Yes. It looks really uh, nice. Yeah. Tell you, this is, this is a year for packaging for us. Great smoke pack, number six Hanukkah box, you know. Becoming a little package. You guys huh? got blown a little, yeah. You guys, uh, I guess, uh, really uh, shit, but you know, you I defended that, Bad Bod last week, which was odd to me, but you know, I still was shocked he defended uh, Bad Dad Bod too. <laughs> yeah, really I don't know. What was I thought the Hanukkah there. one was easily better than Dad Bod. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give it the other ones, but Dad Bod, I think we squeezed ahead of. We should have anyway. But yeah, we got a CD release. If this is the first you're hearing it, no offense. Marshall, you, been, gotta living, you gotta be living in a cave by now. We I did a been, whole video unboxing posted in the feature post. We've been talking yeah. about no ticket books this year since before we started selling tickets nonstop. So don't know where you've been, yeah. buddy, but it's time to come on out. Yeah, man. You know, and look, you know, what what that does is that 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 oh, gives gosh. You, that gives you guys Dude, more time. 
you might get bacon. Yeah, you, che- you might get bacon cheeseburgers in your box if you want him to pack your stuff. Literally, there might be half a bagel in your box. <laughs> oh my gosh! Whew. Yeah, man, oh, coming up. Oh, uh... so, so you're mind fucking us on a Saturday morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, it'll be cool, man. No, no, no. Ticket books means you guys get to spend more time uh, talking to your favorite manufacturers, man. And, and those guys aren't just there slinging cigars. Of course he does. It, it, it would most likely be like the remnant, like the last quarter of a. Yeah, it'd be the last couple bites of, yeah, that, you know, yeah. of, of, of the he bun. Sat down of, in the box and packed it in there. Yeah, because Asher, Asher, Asher isn't leaving much food behind. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a premium upgrade option. Get a four pack of White Castle sliders with your order. Right, right. Sponsored by Evan Darnell. He's there you go. Castle. Don't give don't, don't give me <laughs> Seriously. He may run with that. He'll have a couple pallets showing up. Well, he did it here. I remember when he did it here. He had a whole friggin' van full of White Castle burgers. Literally. Yeah, he bought a he bought, yeah, he bought a pallet of them. I think Jeff Borchewitz bought a pallet too of those. He was telling me. Well, that's uh, the uh, the first one down here. I think opened up in the Orlando area, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it did. You know what's funny? I just realized, looking back, there's a lot of swag on my table for upcoming shit. I I saw that. I didn't. I, I don't didn't know wanna... if anybody caught it, but had probably to... yeah. Though now they'll go back and rewind it and and zoom in and screenshot oh. it. And I saw that, and I didn't want to bring it to your attention. Yes. I bring it to... Oops gonna be a lot of, this is gonna be a very interesting year for smoking and our fans i promise you got a lot yes. of the projects going on it'll be the year of swag it'll be the year of some epic shit epics epic shit epic, swag, epic. winning sure. epic shit was gonna be the moniker of years to come trust me what's his uh god what's his last name wayne the anti-swag Clark Placencia. Clark. Was, oh, was yeah, Wayne Clark. Oh, yeah, anti-swag. <laughs> but his Clark. company sells swag for charity, by the way, on their yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, on the website. On the website. They, swag. they give swag. I mean, yeah. look, I always like these people who bitch and whine. But listen, bro, you're buying a box of cigars. You want the swag? You don't want the swag? You don't take it. Who cares? <laughs> but if you're not smart enough to realize, there are loads of people who love good swag, appreciate it, collect it. Put it in their man cave. I got an office full of fucking swag in my place. Yeah, yeah. It's um, come along with you. It's you know, it, it's it's kind of look a cigar. Here's what I like about swag. Dude, the cigar's look, gonna be consumed. Look, it's gonna be gone. The swag stays around. around. I got a net. That's exactly that's exactly yeah. right, Coop. That's yeah, exactly right. that's I what it. I always say. Yeah, we have a we have we 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 have a hobby. We we have a culture of the thing that we collect disappears. We consume it's, it. You we can't keep it, it forever. Gone. Yeah, you can't, can't keep it. Right. Now, there's guys that keep. I've never been a guy that bought cigars to keep in my humidor. I'm not really a never smoke. I get it. I smoke it. Um, the swag is what I, we have to keep and stick around yeah. and, and collect. You know, yeah. yeah, you can collect your cigars, but I would hope that you collect them in the, you know, with the mindset of smoking it eventually. I mean, I well, remember years. I like won a CAO poker set years ago, and when I got it, you know how many people wanted that from me. I sure. had people, yeah, and I kept it. Actually, my son, I kept it, gave it my son because he's really a poker guy. Uh, but yeah, it's um, people like a, a lot of stuff. People like 
I get t-shirts and, and hats too. I like those too. I don't sure, but and here's the thing, you know, the swag has gotten better over the years. You know, everybody knows, like, you know, the plastic cutter and the plastic lighter isn't going to do it anymore. So it, it's you know, the industry as a whole is creating. Yeah. Although these plastic swag, lighters are good on planes, I'll say that. No, so. they are. They're I'm, I'm not. They're they are. They are. They're good. But yeah. uh, you know, overall, when I see you know, what a great swag out there. Yeah. When I see what a company does for promotion and they do like oh you get five free cigars like literally my brain says wow bro you're like so yeah. 1972 like it's, you can't really put in effort that was the best you could do and it's it don't say listen to me i will tell you this as a retailer i've seen this more often than not i've seen people buy a box that you know it's a brand they'll smoke from time to time it's something they you know, it's not their favorite or go-to, but it's something they enjoy, but probably would never buy a box. But I've seen them buy a box when the swag is bitching. Yeah. I've seen well, box deals happen. I have absolutely seen it. I've swag seen. is really bitching. Here, here's the thing. You know, swag almost isn't the right word anymore. It's it's collectibles. You know, they're, they're, you're I like that, Alex. Collect- Let's start Because, that. look, yeah. a, plastic, a plastic cutter, that's swag. Yeah, get it eventually, uh, start throw it, whatever. But, you know, when you're getting a collectible, something you want to keep. This is swag. Right. Yeah, that's swag. That's swag. Cutter, swag. you know, start a cut, you right. know. Now you want our good ones. But like the shot glasses in the TGS pack, for example, I have I have a shelf now. I put them on every year. It's a collectible thing for me. I don't use them, but they're collectible. You know, I like uh, having them. I love this shot glass this year, and I'm going to give everybody a little secret. I haven't seen it yet, so this is pretty cool. Well, everyone, oh, really? every, it? everyone thinks it's a um, teacup or a sake cup. So this was actually. Let's see if I can show it. You probably pull your background off. No, it's actually. Oh, that is that is that is really cool. Okay, so on this was not a teacup. This was not a sake glass. This was actually a noodle. A That's noodle what I was gonna say. It looks like it a, noodle a noodle ball. I found, and I said, "Okay, we're making this bitch into a shot glass." Yeah. So pretty cool. On the it back. is cool. It is cool. It is really cool. Yeah. Uh, this is this is one of our cooler ones. I'm gonna tell you something. We're already working on the shot glass in 2025. That might be the coolest shot glass of them all. You know, th- listen. There's people that collect our our lanyards every year. You know, I, I have a, a I have lanyards hanging up every. I don't yeah, throw out yeah. any of my unless they're destroyed. Somehow. Yeah, I have all my lanyards. Right. So yeah, man, we're we're a culture that likes to collect. So yeah, yeah, collectibles, it's not, not swag, collectibles. My wife hates that word, collectibles. It means I'm keeping stuff. So we're starting it now. <laughs> we're going to start calling all our shit collectibles. Yeah, I I think that's an appropriate name. Make sure we let the marketing team know. Yes. Collectible is the new word. Collectible, shot glass, collectible. That's look, a good a coin word, is, too. Is, memorabilia. I like yeah, that, Charlie. Good job, look, Charlie. A, coin, a coin isn't swag. A coin isn't swag. It's a collectible. Yeah. Swag yeah. is easy to go with because it's four letters. You know, I, I always found the word swag weird anyway when I first got into the cigar business because when I thought about swag, I mean, I'm a guy from a sweet uh, street. Swag was like something that was stolen off a truck that got sold for cheap. That's yeah, yeah, you know, that's swag. Swag is some yeah. shit that fell off the back of a truck, you know. Very yeah, true. And you'll give it to Drew Estate. They know they know they're. they're they're constantly creating new types of swag. You know, they, they change things up a lot. I got to give them credit. I think Blue Estate was one of the first companies that took it to the next level. Yeah. And, really. and I think they make it more collectible. I think there's like the freestyle live stuff is collectible. They they change it up. There's different designs. I, I, uh, I like what they do with that. So this is a great question, Casey. And I'm just going to be straight up honest as no one else. No one would expect anything different, right? 
this all comes down to honestly the legitimacy of that event cigar yeah because i'm not gonna lie some of these guys just bullshit this event cigar right oh band on it yep some of them don't even have bands because they're even too lazy to go that far right i ain't gonna mention any names but you're smart enough to go out and look at who's doing what right and when you see steve Saka make a fucking curved two car two cigar holder right makes legitimate bands and he looks at the colors three or four times or whatever you know he puts that much work just in the packaging i mean you and you smoke it you know what the work he's putting in a cigar so i think a lot of the effectiveness of this really comes on it's a little bit of the marketing right yep nobody wants the same fucking event cigar for five years because you're too lazy to come up with right. another one right right but this can work really really well if it's legitimized and transparent of it this is something really really special so um yeah i th i think even even like on a lesser called event cigar you're getting five free sticks in my opinion yeah, yeah. Really i mean i i think even on a lesser level i mean it's not they weren't as grandiose as the potapero from Saka, but like the the tatuaje event pack i don't the even pumpkin. know if my father still do they did the pumpkin and, and and i think he did my father used to do that that uh, special event pack i haven't i don't know if they still it was like do the it. el century it was like el centurion yeah, but it was yeah, with an s yeah. Was there, they, yeah it was with an s you know they're they're they they were, good. They were legitimate those cigars yeah yeah it's not just you know some second and something that you and on. and if you really want it to work you have to abide by it. it's an event only cigar yes when you start yeah. seeing them everywhere and creeping up everywhere and you know they're being handed out and they leave 50 extra packs with retailers and retailers are selling them for 14.95 the next day and all uh, that bullshit you kind of defeat the purpose yeah yeah i'd like to teach i mean i know i'm speaking to you obviously but the tgs stuff i found was all unique and compelling so they they, they seemed everyone seemed like a legitimate project and you know you feel like you're getting something that i'm banned because we spend over a year working on it we've already talked to the people for 2025. i bet so yeah four hasn't happened that's yeah. how much time i have to work with these guys because if i give them less time it's a rushed project yeah so um no it's not we really want something unique and um and it's funny is because you know they're getting more and more into the tgs themes i mean you know um between ming and Dragonfire, you know i mean i mean let's face it i mean i think steve sock is going to ride this horse till it breaks but this is going to be probably your tgs packaging for the next 10 years um people don't care they you know, all <laughs> he does throw he does throw a great smoke stamp on it you know so but uh you know, some of these guys are really getting into the themes. We saw it start with uh, Mardi Gras Madness. It continued this year, and yep. uh, some pretty cool shit. So, uh, but do you do you think that any manufacturer could do what Steve's doing with that packaging and succeed? Like other manufacturers would not succeed with that packaging. It's because Steve is doing it that people will, will get eat it up. So I think a lot depends on the manufacturer. Listen, I don't think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Coop, because you probably do a lot more reading than I do. Uh huh. But I don't think there's a manufacturer out there, really, that spends more time truly explaining not just the blends, but the process and getting to the blend and what changed. So so these people that are smoking Dunbar have a real in-depth yeah. knowledge of what a cigar is and what they are smoking. And that's why when you come out with something like Wagashi yeah. that sold, I don't know what the final yeah. number was, 1,500, 1,600 boxes, without even trying it that's how that happens because yeah. you've already put in all the work working with your consumer base and your fans 
with developing that relationship and connection and that trust of this is how I do my shit, right? This is why I make yeah. my shit. That you could put a cigar in a bundle and they'll all want it. You know, Abe, my think, uh, oh, go ahead, Alex. No, I was going to say, just, I, I think that maybe the only other person that, you know, if you knew they were doing a 300 bundle run Pete Johnson. or something, Pete Johnson would yeah. be probably the only other one that could, that could Pete Johnson, package Pete, it and throw Pete it. Johnson was the OG of that. Yeah. He literally well, you know, was the OG of that. Yeah. My son, Kenny, worked retail. And I remember when Dunbarton was opened up at, at his store. And, and Steve sent a kit, a training kit to the, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it, a training kit to the stores on the products and my son had never seen anything like this before he he, he comes on he shows me this and like he was blown i said i i said i haven't heard of a lot of cases with that but so he's even doing that at the retail level uh i gotta give him a lot of credit on that as well absolutely man you know the guy knows what he's doing for sure oh it it's also nimish from rocky patel's birthday today everybody tag him wish him a happy yep. birthday no, happy birthday. Yeah, I, I already did. You didn't name it, yeah. I'm sure the uh, the party will be going tonight somewhere. Oh, boy. I, he's in Vegas. I think he's in, and he's in Vegas. I don't know if he left yet. I Wolf. text him at 844. I said, happy birthday, motherfucker. He just <laughs> I love so, Nimish. Being, being that it's 10 a.m., he's probably back yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Because I don't think he's up in Vegas at 1031, <laughs> you know, East Coast time right 11, now. 11, 10. Yeah, be 8 a.m. Yeah. Happy birthday, Nimish. Yep. Yep. I like Nimish. I like Always Nimish. A fun time. Yeah. Me and him bust on Justin Andrews from uh, STG quite a bit. So, <laughs> and Justin deserves every bit of it. So, <laughs> oh, good old STG. We got a, uh, oh, we have, we have yeah. STG. We have, we have several this week. They didn't miss yeah. the ball. They didn't uh, miss the ball this week. Ever since Paul uh, is, is, is on hiatus, he's, he's falling behind. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! Paul's falling behind. Paul's falling behind. I, I, you know, I know we're gonna get we'll get in the next thing, but Paul and I disagreed on the Billy Joel song, so I wasn't as big. A fan oh of it. yeah, I saw that. I what saw that. I didn't hear the song. I guess I Billy Joel finally came. Well, let's still talk about it after the break. We'll, we'll talk about the music right. segment. Yeah, but Paul and I had a. Yeah. We were on opposite sides of that, so. Well, it's a good time to take that break. We'll talk about yep. it. Yep. Actually, perfect time. We're gonna this? talk about you music. This? You got this. You got yep. this. You got this. Yeah, bro. I He's got, got it. it. Okay. You didn't tell me. You just got to give me a heads up. Well, you got or, this. You or am I doing? You didn't this have it last week. You didn't have no, it last I, week. I, I, it's not. Listen, I, it's not in my routine. I, I, I. Well, it would be nice. You know, I don't have the platter of a camel as you do. All I right, like, on, let, let me get ready because the yeah. only thing she thing is when you go to that screen, when you go to that screen, it you can you know you can't see the comments anymore. So let me just. That's not. I want you to go on a commercial. No comments. We don't care about comments during a commercial. So everybody's right. piss break chance. No, no, I know, but I, I'm not ready. So I'm, I'm right, usually reading right, the right. comments. So I'm not ready. So I am ready now. So um, we're going to be back after the break. We're going to talk about the Billy Joel controversy. We're going to have Name That Jam and a lot of cool stuff coming up in hour number two. Very short break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. 
Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart. And I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, A.J. Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Honestly, agree with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium, handmade, name brands that you can find in any brick-and-mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? exact same easy process you can turn it right back on we've made it that easy for you another great feature is our double down club alex tell them about the double down club we had so many of our members reach out to us really enjoyed our selections every month they wanted to know there was a way they can get two and we've made that very simple with a simple check mark you can get double this great selections every month and save ten dollars does our club have perks of course they have perks you want to tell them about the perks as a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smokin' Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but... What? what?
Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. You know, that's the only problem with you doing commercials. What? You, you see stuff. You see stuff in here like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> it's a way to get Paul in the show. I mean, it's, it's a classic <laughs> intro. They had to throw that in there. I saw, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm that's throwing that That's why I never took end. it out, even though that segment's long gone. I was eh, it's just a good classic. You got a lot of clips. I can't remember. What is this one? What It's the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. What right? Oh, yeah. I, was screen that was, uh, I was screen recording him. Oh, that yeah. was epic. I. <laughs> oh, yeah. If folks don't know, he, like, that was the green room before the show, and Paul did not know he was on the camera. <laughs> yes. Nope. That was nope. classic. Nope. And I've heard like Paul like with the kids going crazy a few times, so there's always some entertaining oh, yeah. stuff. But oh, I yeah. had missed that piece, too, and, I, and lucky you guys had recorded it. Yeah, there's always some good shit to catch Paul. So, what was this Billy Joel controversy? Well, let's let's you jump. In. Oh, you want me to start with Name That Jam? I was gonna. Yeah, let's go to our. All no, right, it's yeah, time. This can go on in a conversation because I'm curious about it. All right, it's yeah. time. Brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars to test your musical acumen. It's time to see if you can name that jam. <laughs> The best parents Riley's got. <laughs> so bad parents. So sad. <laughs> Just make rare fusion again. Everybody will leave you alone. That's everybody all. will leave you alone, Terrence. That's make all it rare takes. Fusion again. That's Bring it back. It look, look. That's not cyberbullying, Terrence. We should have a talk. I've been yeah, listen, it. I can tell you. I've been demanding you make cigars. Yeah. They want to buy. I love you, Terrence. Like we, we pick on you a lot, but that's not cyber. Let's not go cyberbullying. There's, that's not it. By the way, I do want to comment. Because I kind of got buried, but I'm kind of impressed because, like, this is the first time I've seen my neck in probably like a few years now. Congratulations, you are yeah. looking slimmer. I, 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 I you look great. I, you I, do look, yeah, you look great. I actually can see my own neck. Yeah, yeah I, I said it yesterday. You're, you're, you're in that weird phase between yeah. shirt sizes now. A, where, yeah, I, had, I bought a brand new shirt. I didn't take a yeah. picture of it because I'm, I'm really not a twinning guy. But my son and I both were wearing the same shirt yesterday, and. I couldn't resist it because um, I bought him this shirt probably about a couple months ago, and it was a um, uh, Psycho Bunny shirt. And we were in the store this past Tuesday because I was looking for a special shirt for the Great Smoke for an undershirt under my jacket. And um, this kid comes running up to me top speed, all excited. He goes, Dad, look! And he found the exact same shirt in my size. He's like, you gotta buy it. So yeah, I, I bought cool. it. So it was brand new. And he, Alex, is telling me it's too big on you. I know. And I, I, I said, I can't fit the size smaller. So it's right, like I'm right. in that 
in between the three and the four and you know that's good it shows uh you know know, shows progress yep hopefully this time i won't find the pounds back but you know gonna keep trying that but either way my man alex what do you what did you sizzle up for us on this fine saturday morning all right so uh maybe a little easy i'm not sure but i decided to stay in theme i'll leave it at that are we ready yep Mm -hmm. there we go Got it. It was the laugh, wasn't it? I should have left the laugh. No, I've heard that song no. enough in my life. I knew it right away. I don't see Coop cheering. I, 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 I got to be honest. I'm not getting it. It's, I'm oh. blanking on this. Yeah, I'm blanking okay. on this one. Okay. Oh, you I got it. You I got it right away. I didn't I my it. arms up in the air. You know, I did, you know I'm right, struggling right, with that right. one. All right. Let's got give it to Coop again. Right let's away. give it to Coop again. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it right from the first beat it's a is it a live version of a song no it's no. not no it is not damn well we're not stumping our fans i'll tell you that no let's, we're not let's, stumping let's, our let's fans reveal it to coop okay all right here we I go didn't look at, i didn't look at the- I I should have. Coop's, Coop's upset at himself. Upset I should have. I'm a big Queen fan. How do I not get this one? That, that's great a great song. You know, sometimes you did brain fart. That is a great. I remember that track. I mean, I was all over that record when it came out, too. Soundtrack. Yep. Yep. That whole soundtrack was by Queen. Yep. The Flash yep. is the epitome of 80s movie that's so bad it's good. Right. right? The soundtrack saved that movie. You know, you know, so Let's bad. Dune, they were all soundtrack. the soundtrack. Queen, and yeah, you know, so yeah. bad it's good. Yeah, it really was so bad it's good. But great choice. Yeah, good one. Uh, that was a good one. I, I'm yeah. happy we just stumped Coop. Yeah, no, I, 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 look, yeah. I got a call. Yeah, got me. You got me. I, tell you what it is. I was able to bring Coop to you. This is brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars, continually making elegant, elegant music. Uh, fuck that up. Bought you by our cigars. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, the best part for me, especially because I I can still see us, and you know when the video is playing, I saw the disappointment in Coop of the. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just like how, I. Could... How did I not have that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even that. But when I when I got it and I looked at Coop's screen, I see him in this if position. His... Yeah, yeah, it means he doesn't get like, it. Oh, yet. dude, he don't know it. Oh. I, I didn't know. It. I'm like, damn. And then when you played it, I'm like, how did I miss that one? But yeah. And, and usually when you're playing it, because you know when, when when we're playing the song, we can see ourselves like in the green right. room. Yeah. I see right. Coop going. Yep, 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 yep. And Coop's usually quick too. Coop yeah. has it. He's yeah. got it in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, good job by the audience too. Yeah, I guess they that. Yeah, yeah. audience yeah. was on it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Cooper. So back to what we were talking about. Um, so there was a Billy Joel, there was a new Billy Joel release, correct? Song yeah, there was, there was a new Billy Joel, it's a new song. Uh, people are just are wondering if he is going to put an album out. That's the big question. Um, but Billy Joel in 1993 basically retired from doing studio work. Um, he that was his last album he did. He's done two singles since then, so this is actually the third single he's done, but he hasn't done like the last time he did a single was in like 2008. So this was a big deal, no matter what, even if it's, you know, 15 years and, and the song called turn the lights on, which is kind of a little ironic. I think it's kind of like people are saying why they're suspecting an album is it's kind of like a message he's sending. 
when he when he did his final album, the final song was called Famous Last Words. And, he, and in that song, he talked about, these are the last words I have to say. I wasn't blown away with this song. I thought it was I thought it was lazy. This song, in my this, this, the newest one, the newest one, and I know Paul loved it, and a lot of people loved it, and I think this is what my I started making a list of Billy Joel songs, and I I already I put thirty songs ahead of this already with no problem. I, I don't think this is a, a classic or anything. It's a decent song. It's not bad. My only argument here is: Do you know a classic right when it hits, or does it become a classic? I know it pretty quick. I can really? do a classic, a classic. I feel like I do. I, I feel, I, yeah, I feel the same. I listen to this. I, I listen to this over a period of days too. Yeah, that's you have days. somebody like Billy Joel, where you have so many, you have a fucking a library, a cornucopia of mega hits and whatever. I don't think it's easy to know if something's going to be a classic when it comes because you've got such a high standard of what you're holding it to already. You know, I've seen it before where I've heard a song at the outset, but the more I hear it, the more I listen to it. The more it catches with me, and next thing I know, I love the song. But is it? But it going clap like when he came out with "We We Didn't Start the Fire." I knew that was going to be an instant classic when he came out with it. Um, I knew when Big Shot I came agree. out even back then. I knew that I was agree. Gonna, yeah, I yeah. just don't think it's black and white. I think sometimes it does work the other way too. But do you think that people were more excited that Billy Joel did something new than the song itself? It's kind of like of the course. star industry. Like that's what of I think this was more about. Equation. Of course, yeah. so, no, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you. A Paul's post about this. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, I think this is key. It's amazing how we connect to art. Something about Billy's music has just always spoken to me. Maybe it's the Long Island thing. Who knows? Anyway, thank you, Billy Joel, for sharing this new piece with us. Can't believe it's been almost 20 years. All caps. I'm not crying. You're crying. I mean, well, okay. So one, hold on. He's, if you're going to read the post, it, nowhere does it say this is one of his great songs or a classic. He's just rejoicing the fact that someone he's a big fan of, basically to the point that he's burrowed himself up Billy Joel's ass and is paying rent somewhere in there, that he's happy he came out with a song. Yeah, but listen. I mean, listen. how excited were we when Mike Tyson or who, who was it? Was it Mike Tyson that came out and did that? Yeah, stupid when the oh. I said that was fucking awful. And and, and, and Alex, no, Alex no, I should have listened to Alex. And I should have listened to Alex on that one. I remember you and I were at West Palm Beach watching the shit. I, 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 I should have listened to Alex. It, but I said, I'm really not interested. This not is only not did we watch really... it, we paid to watch it. Oh, of course. Yes, I did too. I, I mean, did it too. Good. It was good for business, Abe. It was packed. Here. But I said, the, I, know, I, I said never of, again. I said never again after that. I said, this is not going to have any feeling. So, I mean... I think it's okay to say, uh, you know, it was okay. You know, you got to get past the nostalgia and, 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 and look, man, it's like, look, I, I believe that if, if, if Steve Saka, right. I forgot. He was still up. If, Is he talking if about Steve Paul Saka, or Billy Joel? I'm not sure at this point. <laughs> if Steve Saka took dog shit and wrapped it in a Nicaraguan leaf, there are people out there that are going to be like, "Oh my God, this is fucking—it's incredible!" Incredible, like, incredible. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that was kind of like what Paul made it feel like. That didn't matter what it was, how the quality of it was. It, it, oh he my said God, it. It's... I'm my a Long Island guy, is, and look, crying. you're when crying. You're, when you're a Long Island guy, I get it. That? What is that? Over a Billy Joel song? I mean, the guy's what? not dead. It's not, you know. Yeah, I, I just, 
you know, I heard the Rolling Stones comeback album, and here's the funny thing: the the first single they released I didn't like, but the rest of the album was really good. I'll say that. So you know, it's possible if he, I, and I do believe he's going to come out with maybe an EP or of songs, uh, because he's doing the Grammys tomorrow. The song's called "Turn Turn the Lights Back On." There's a message here clearly that something's happening. He's ending his run at Madison Square Garden this year, so I see him probably trying to do something else right now. So I'm guessing that we will see more Billy Joel music uh, in the next two years. I haven't heard the song. How does the song sound as far as... Because look, you know, Billy Joel's been a regular here often. You know, he actually invited me and AJ and our wives down to watch him live uh, one time. And I'm just going to tell you, the live performance I saw was fucking amazing. I, don't, I think he's 70-something at the time. This guy's Picking up the mic stand, moving on yeah. the floor, hitting, the, and he was hitting his notes. He still sounded good. He, no, he is very good. This song just reminded me of another song he did called "And So It Goes." It just kind of had the same vibe, which is not a bad song. It just that's why I kind of felt it was a little lazy. This this song, uh, it had some catchy lyrics. I get it, um, but when I, you know, there's just some, you know, he Billy, like you said, he's got such a library of music, right? It's like when the Beatles kind of tried to do those AI songs, they weren't this. It wasn't gonna stack up. People were excited because it was a it was a Beatles song more more than anything. No, he's didn't he get like married. He's like he's married and divorced two more times since then, right? I believe so. Oh, what an EP is! It's a shorter album. So like if I, yeah, it's usually like a six song set. Like it's four considered, to six consider it consider it for your age, Michael. What we used to call like a forty five. Yeah. It's kind of in between a 45 and an album. Yeah. 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 Um, EPs have uh, actually made a, a, a reasonable comeback lately, especially in um, like the hip hop genre, which especially because of streaming purposes. It's just easier yeah, to get it, out quicker, it, four to six songs. Let me ask yeah. you something. I know LP is long play. What's E stand Ext- for? Extended play. Extended play. Extended. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny if you if you look at the uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr.'s uh, short run series. He I think he has SP, EP, and LP for the three right, right. taller sizes, yeah. and EP is yeah. the middle size, LP is the long size. Yeah, right, right. Interesting, yeah. interesting, interesting shit. Um, let's see what else we got. There. Our dear friend, we need to give kudos. I meant to do this in the first hour. It slipped my mind. I'm glad I looked in my sheet. Um, and this is why we have an outline sheet in case we forget shit. But our our dear friend, big fan of KMA Talk Radio, and I say big fan, I mean it. This guy like watches it every Saturday morning. Um yes. and friend to smoke in Rafael Nodal got some amazing recognition from you, Coop, this year. Oh uh, yeah, they got two big awards. Uh they got uh, and this was voted on by our team. I do the cigar of the year list. That's my deal. But the team does the. Tell us the team for our guys who aren't familiar. Um, the team is uh, Aaron Loomis. It is Bear Duplissy, Ben Lee, and Trip Waldorf, uh, who just joined our team. So he Trip didn't vote this year on on it because he just joined the team late. Uh, and then we have another guy, Dave Burke. He's a music guy, but he doesn't vote on this either. So it's most of the Coop team that does this. That covers kind of the industry all year. And uh, Raphael got co- a large company of the year for Tobacco Radio USA, and he got Person of the Year in a very close vote. Who is he close vote with? Pete Johnson. So tell us 
why Pete Johnson and Rafael Nodal were up for person of the year. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, I voted for, I gotta be honest, I, I, I did vote ahead of Pete because there's a weighted vote. I voted for Pete ahead of it. Uh, I think Pete, um, and it was very close on that. Raphael kind of did it because I think he's, and I kind of said this last week, he's an ambassador to the industry. And, um, you know, he is just not, rep he just, he's out there, not just on social media, but he's, he's, he's in the trenches doing a lot of events. And that was a key thing. He's working with a lot of different distribution channels and he's working with a lot of different production facilities. So there's a lot of moving parts going on with that. And at the same time, I think sometimes a big company is looked at as a giant elephant. And I think sometimes he makes it seem agile to do it. He does. Yeah, he does. You know what else I think Raphael, Raphael got above everybody else too? I mean, not just above, but it's more just of how he is. He's not just an ambassador to the industry. This dude's an ambassador to the lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah. That was the, the whole life, man. The yeah. enjoy traveling, the enjoy eating, the enjoy the cigars, music. He is basically the personification of what living your best life probably is. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was interesting because the, the, they didn't have a lot of releases this year, Altidus. Uh They had a few, but I think the releases they had were really good. I mean, go back to that Diamante. That was this. I remember that. I got that cigar when I bought the Monte Cristo uh, TGS cigar. And I right. said, this is, and I said, and what he did is he kind of took two existing lines. Um, one was Monte Cristo, one was Aging Room, and he made dial back versions of it. And they're not going to resonate as high on aficionado. They like the darker, heavier blends, but those those blends were really good blends. He didn't have to do it putting 30 limited releases out. He did it with a few key core lines on a few, few key, key core brands to do it. I'll tell you something funny about that Monte Cristo release. So, you know, obviously, you know, anybody who follows us in the Great Smoke knows it was a mix-up. Cigars yeah. weren't here on time. We only got 30 boxes instead of 300 boxes, and people got that a little bit late. And I don't think this is the only reason why. I think it's really a testament to the blend. But that's the only cigar we ever released at the Great Smoke that sold 10 times better after the Great Smoke release. I bought another box after it. I bought another yeah, box of it after That's yeah. what happened. I think people, because a lot of people will buy one of it at the Great Smoke release, right? Yeah. They're ticket holders. They want to be part of it. They want something commemorative, something special. They'll buy one. I think that thing sold more after the release because everybody who got one yeah. wanted more and bought one. I don't yeah. I don't think we have any in stock. I think it's been, it's gone. But, and not only that, they uh, w once we brought some over to the Boynton store, the guys, I mean, they ate those up. They ate them up. We couldn't. Ate him up. Ate him, Ate him up. up. The guys in the Boynton store love that cigar. Which is a testament to the release, really. Yeah. And Pete Johnson? Yeah, Pete Johnson, I think he had a big year with the 20th anniversary. He's also been a big ambassador. He's also doing that ambassador role for the industry, particularly a lot of work with the CRA. You know, I was at the trade show last year, and he's organizing people to get together. He's, he's trying to raise funds with that. People just don't see that. And I think what he's done – but his products have been really good. He had some really good products last year for that 20th anniversary. So, and he kind of kept it going the whole year. So, you know, Pete, obviously it was a strong, Pete's won it two times before. On our you know, for a guy who's probably public display has kind of lowered over the years, right? Being out there and whatnot. He's relentless in the backside, which a lot of people don't see. That's what people don't, that's what we saw with relentless. that. Yeah. That's what we saw with that too. And, um, you know, I just thought he made the 20th anniversary really meaningful this year, uh, last year rather. And you know, now it's going to continue. He's got the collaboration with my father that's coming out this year. So I think. Yeah. What do you think about the union? I'm excited about it. I mean, it actually is 
the pricing was a little less than I thought it was going to be. So I thought you it would be $100. Bet, you want to bet it drops in 2024? <laughs> no, it's, I think it's already shipping. <laughs> so. so for those of you who don't know, we have a very special segment designed during the broadcast of The Great Smoke where Coop will sign his $5 bill to me. Oh, yeah. We're going to put it out there. Big. <laughs> Big. It was a, uh, that was a long-standing bet. Worthy of the Great Smoke signing. Worthy of a Great Smoke signing. Absolutely. You know what's funny is it's one of those bets that it stayed relevant. You never knew. You felt like it was going to come out Father's Day. You felt like it was, you know. And then to even add more drama, like in a fashion, like we couldn't even have, like, wrote it better. It's starting to ship. Right, yeah. I've lost, yeah. and everybody. I, it couldn't. It I mean, couldn't have I been written better. It was like, but I was cautious on it. Even Coop was then. smart. I give Coop credit. He was smart. He said, "I am claiming no victory he yet," did. and did. I wouldn't claim victory until that thing landed in stores. That's not the spirit of the. There was a spirit of this bet. It had to go to the stores. Well, that's literally what I said. It wouldn't hit shelves until twenty twenty four. Uh, well, may, uh, one, we, 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 well, the we question is, does it hit shelves? Does it hit shelves in twenty twenty four? So here's. Here, Here's a point of conversation. When do you think it's going to hit? I don't have a feel for it yet. You know, I just PCA's don't have. PCA not the... happening. PCA no, not but if they don't, it will be Father's a PCA. Day, but it'll be. Father's but Day, if they don't hit Father's Day, they, they've really missed. As far as I'm concerned, they might as well fucking wait till Christmas. Everything I've seen, uh, like the intel I'm hearing, is I know Padron is really going to be focusing on the 60th at the trade show this year. Of course. So yeah, this is, and I know I think. They wanted to get this out. Carlito was rooting for me to win this bet, by the way. So he wanted Not me to win enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> he said I tried. Like, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I like I to think I have a little. I, I had a little predict, intel on this, but I nothing. Father's Day, twenty twenty four. Father's Day around Father's Day, twenty twenty four. That's why I'm not making a bet on that one. I lost. Uh, there's really yeah. There's no more yeah, point to yeah, bet on it. Yeah. That's my yeah. Father's Day, twenty. It makes sense. Yeah. Although that's cool. not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. Father's Day is May. Well, big congratulations to Rafael Nodal. Yeah, he really uh, well deserved. Fans. Congratulations, my friend. Well and we got a good reception for that pick, too. Uh, a lot of people really got behind that pick uh, this year. Uh, soccer didn't win it, but soccer came close with company of the year. Soccer came close with company of the year, yeah. Who was your company, the Altus? Uh, it was Altus for big company, and then smaller company was Tatawahe as well. Mm-hmm. No wonder you're not one of Saka's, you know, well, a big fan of you and your show. <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're like, we, 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 I love the stumbling. Do you hear the stumbling right there? <laughs> I love Saka. No, I love Saka. He was number two cigar last year for me. So it was, uh, he's, he's gotten some, he's you gotten just don't happen to lick up the whiny like everybody else does, Coop. Listen, I did the dojo show last night, right? This battle royal thing. I Every round that, that a Saka cigar was in, the Saka cigar won. It was every round. I didn't have a soccer cigar in the top 10, so that hurt me in this battle royal. And it was won by Cigar Snob last night. If you guys haven't seen that show, got to give it up to the the dojo guys. They came up with a new creative concept of this battle royal that I think they can do other things with, too. It It was well done last night. I yeah, they did it with cigar lists, right? They did it with. They took the top tens of four cigar lists and they they put them head to head, and they they did some creative things like tag teams and stuff. It, it, I came in third place, and I thought I was going to come in last because I didn't have a soccer cigar in there. So, I got to tell you, man, those guys really must like pick a day. We're going to sit around. We're just they, this a was whole a bottle of bourbon. Yep. You know, do whatever else they do, and we need to come up with a new cool thing to do. 
they they did they did i didn't like i did not know like the de- i didn't see it i didn't see it live last night i watched it late and i was like i thought they did a great job with it like i said i finished third i thought i was finishing last if half will finish last it, don't worry it, yeah half will finish last but they had some like really? hard to get cigars so they were at a disadvantage right 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 yeah i think coop would know the answer to this did you get any feedback on this no, they've been. They have not. I've heard different things, but um, this is that. That is going to be a three-digit cigar. That is. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that packaging is, is no way they're going to sell for less than. This digits. is such a moot question because if you have to ask, don't because there, there's going to be there's only going to be a handful of these, and there are going to be guys who will pay whatever they could pay to get one. Yeah. yeah. So you're competing against insanity. Yeah. Right. I, I, I do well, think they really wanted to get it out last year. I, I really do think the intent was to get it out. Um, of, course been, it, of course they yeah, was. Yeah. Of course it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the intent was to get it out before, way before Christmas last year. Yeah. But uh, yeah. listen, it's uh, like I said, it couldn't have been scripted like better. <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy it, cow. It made it probably one of the best bets of all time. It, it, oh, my goodness. It's got to be legendary. Yeah. All right. Great bet. Now we just uh, wait and find yeah. out when this damn thing is actually coming out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look up that dojo show. I didn't catch it last. Yeah, night. it's last night. Yeah, uh, I saw it. I didn't get to watch a lot of it. It, it, it was a good show. Uh, and I think the the other thing I'll give honesty, they were really as far as their analysis goes, they were very honest on stuff too. If they didn't, you know, if they didn't like my pick, they didn't like my pick, and if they didn't like another pick, they didn't like it. Um, I thought Cigar Snob would win it because they had the most popular, like. Here's a here's one. You need to see what happens. I'm not going to give this part away. When Red Meat Lovers Club was up, the cigars, the cigar, and I said soccer won every round, right? But you have to see that what Red Meat Lovers was up against, and that's going to show you the power of of Steve. I oh yeah, I think I just and I didn't have the volume on because I was in bed already, but I did. It was against some heavy hitters. Some it was very against, heavy. I hitters. remember seeing it, some very heavy hitters. So yes. two 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 of them were former number one cigars year by other publications, and one is a legendary cigar. Right. So when you see what that right. upended, I wasn't surprised to beat my cigar because my cigar was a little more limited. But again, the the other two I was surprised to beat. Dojo was shocked at how the audience vote went with that one too. I, you know, the, the, the dojo audience is somewhat predictable, somewhat predictable. Yeah. They're, they're heavy, they're heavy soccer folks. They're heavy, they're heavy Espinosa folks. Uh, um, Eric makes the push for heavy Agonorsa type stuff. Yeah. Agonorsa had no problem winning its round. I can tell you that. They're, 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 they're kind of predictable. Yeah. But like I said, it was, it was unique. I guess it was very unique. They did it. They put a lot of thought into it. They may tweak it here or there. But sure. I, I told them they should do it every year, and they could probably do it for other types of things. Uh, besides, you know, they don't do brackets, but they could do other types of things with this too. You know, no, so no, I, I thought it was well done. Now I definitely got to watch it. Check it yeah. out. <laughs> All right, you got a, you got a, you got a good list of stories for us this week, William. We got plenty of stuff this week. To My man, here we go. It's time to find out what has been going on in this industry since last Saturday. Giving it to you always, rumor and teaser free. It's time to find out what's the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Here at first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. You know what that intro just reminded me of? 
What? I got to reach out to Duffy. Oh, yeah. Great smoke. <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Jesus know. Christ. So Duffy does, you know, all our voiceovers for, you know, KMA. He is great. Yeah. I know, but he does it for the great smoke. So I usually yeah. I got to give him some time to get in the studio and record this shit. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, timelines should have kind of really worked on it in the last couple of weeks, but we had a death in the family, funerals going on, shit like that. So I think, I think, I think I'm going to have one or two all nighters. Yeah, I knew it was coming soon. So I yeah. can get it up to Duffy, but I, I, I heard that voice in the intro. I'm like, fuck me. I got to get this going. All right, William, tell us, what's the scoop this week? It's interesting because while TPU was going on, there were several PCA releases that were announced. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh -huh. so, so there's a big one. Uh, the Casada 50th anniversary release was announced. People knew this one was coming because it's the 50th anniversary of Casada being in the manufacturing business. They have two cigars, a, uh, a Toro Prensado, which is a soft box press, and a Perfecto. Uh, the Perfecto is going to be much more limited. They're doing 2,200 boxes of the, the Prensado, but only 200 boxes of the, the Perfecto. So, um, and uh, the intro, the other thing they're doing is, they, I think the timing also had to do with the fact that Pro Cigar is later this month. And at Pro Cigar, the, uh, they're going to be unveiling a humidor for the charity auction. And uh, so they made a humidor. It's going to be part of the charity auction. It's going to have some of the cigars in there. And then they're keeping one humidor for themselves. Right, not gonna so. be a cheap, not gonna be a cheap cigar. It's uh 17 for the Prensado and $19 for the uh Toro. I mean Perfecto. You know, Manny is a guy I've known since I've gotten in the industry, one of the nicest guys in this industry. I mean, really been around forever. Um, but just to test my curiosity, we have a lot of people listening live, especially for a Saturday morning. All right, all our fans out there, do me a favor. Comment right now in the comments that if you saw Emmanuel Casada in a shop, you'd know what he looked like. That's fair. I'd be curious to see how many people would even recognize Emmanuel Casada should they run into him. I will say this: if you run into him, it's a very, it's an experience you won't forget. I'm not doubting that, but yeah. this is this is yeah. my point yeah. behind this brand, my struggle. Charlie, you're fucking. Archaic, been around since the Stone Age. I, I mean, you know, you, you're in the industry. We know you would look at all these no clues and look at all these notes. So, this is something. I, I, I would. Did I you would know, Alex? This. Yeah, yeah, I would know. I would, I would know. It's a bad question for me, but, but yeah, I know, I know you. Know your goddamn me. I would. I would venture to say this. I would venture venture to say this. Of the seventy five people watching right now that I can see. Right. I would venture to say that a third of them don't even know that Terrence Riley has his roots in Casada. I would agree. Not, not, hold on. Hold on. Maybe, hold maybe. not has his roots. Part of the family. Part of the family. Yes. And I would what, he, what, you. what Terrence did, and he's doing it at Agonorsa too very well. He thinks I pick on him, but what he did at Casada for the seven or eight years he was there um, was incredible work. So I've dubbed, I've dubbed. Terrence, this he's the, what I call the great white hope yeah. for the start, you know, for any cigar brand or history. So let me tell you. So this is you know, listen. This is a conversation that I've had on the phone personally with Manuel Casada, right? Because going a little further back, Casada cigars was used was called SAG. Yep. Right. Okay, that was the name of the company, SAG. 
Yep. And we had tried selling their brands a lot. It never got traction. Um, uh, I think, uh, what was their Cupido was one of their big hits back then. Cupido. Um, Cupido yeah. The- Cupido and Fonseca, which never really took off on any variation of the line of Fonseca. Um, and then this young gringo, the great white gringo, not the great white hope. I call him the great white gringo. This young gringo, gringo happens to walk into my shop. I was in Pompano that day. I won't forget. And he's trying to talk me into getting on this line again. I'm like, listen, you know, you could give me half price and I won't buy it because it just doesn't sell. I've tried it. I've tried it over again. I, My mentor, Sal Fontana, personally introduced me to Emmanuel Casada. I love the guy. love the family, you know, but it just won't go. And, and he started talking to me about how he wants to rebrand things called Casada Cigars. And he's got these ideas and whatever. And I ain't going to lie, man. He kind of won me over. I said, all right, I'll give you a crack. And we went literally never ordering the product to ordering a lot. Dunkel came at you. You run into Dunkel. Casa Magna, Casa Magna, Domus Magnus, yeah. Oktoberfest. They just blew up. I mean, but Terrence Riley was literally just like he is for Agonorsa now, literally. Yeah. I don't think anybody would recognize Eduardo Fernandez. You know, right. Maybe, I was going to say. Maybe they'd recognize a Paul Palmer. Maybe. But they wouldn't even recognize Eduardo Fernandez. So he became the face of the company. He did. And, um, that's important these days for somebody yeah, yeah. to have a connection. And yeah. when I Michael Zakovec, I would say yes. I would say yes. I would say, well, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Yes. When he left SAG, it didn't slowly decline. It fat, flatlined. It was DOA. Yes. It died instantly. Okay? And, you know, in my conversation, I, I kind of was trying to express to Emmanuel, you need that. And, you know, because you know, he wanted me to pick up the brand again and then you know his reply to me was well i'm gonna do that and i said manual how old are you now i said what are you gonna tell me you're gonna how many times a year do you come to the united states i mean you're, he's lucky if he comes once or twice a year now you want to get on the road at 75 or whatever it is and start you know no dude you gotta find somebody and that conversation alex i think you were privy about it or i talked to you about was what three years ago it's pre-covid i believe even you know four years yes. ago yeah yeah and live in the same boat they they can't make that leap and that's why you know i'm not going to say their cigars aren't good their cigars are good it's are very good Absolutely. yeah but they're Absolutely. good in a field of shitloads of good cigars right and yeah. they just right. don't make that leap and you know kind of makes me sad when i look and i see all these comments nope wouldn't know them nope wouldn't know them nope wouldn't know them because who are you connecting to just just you, you'd like to know the person who's making your cigars yeah You'd like to have some kind of connection. That's why Steve Saka wins. You know, even even Padron, Carlito Fuente, you know who's making your stuff. And he just can't break that barrier. He's just not hitting that mark. And that was Agonorsa's problem for a long time. Agonorsa, Literally. Agonorsa, same problem. Look, I can right. argue. That that's they, the thing. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. Kupo Gother. But, you know, Michael, Agonorsa is not a new brand. No, they were doing better scars for other people. Yeah. Wait, most people don't know that. It was Casa Fernandez. Casa that's Fernandez. The company yeah. was called. That's what the yeah. lines were called. It was called Casa. It didn't become Agonorsa until Terrence came over and started the conversion. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. It's uh. 
I said they had some great cigars too. Uh, like going back twelve years ago, those old Casa Fernandez Miamis and Miamis, yes, yeah. That's I mean, the problem. That's the problem, Michael. It keeps them alive. It doesn't keep them relative. Yeah, you know, relative. Yeah, they're not relative, yeah. and that's the sad part. Yeah. They're staying yeah. alive, but they're not relative in this industry. That's that's the part that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, I mean, like I said um, we'll. This is I say I think it's good they're going to be launching this back at Pro Cigar too in a lot of ways because that Pro Cigar is very much tied with the Casadas. Manuel's been one of the founders of that, so I think I think it will give them some momentum going into PCA. But that's going to be a PCA release. At fifty. What else you got, Coop? All right, so we have another year of the Dragon Cigar. Um, have you noticed there's more celebrating this zodiac than any other? I mean, I mean, yeah, admit the dragon is probably the coolest yeah. animal of all of them. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be one, be the dragon, yeah. But I, everybody's doing it now, I, I yeah. see it across everybody almost, yeah. And and Placencia, this is the fourth year, drop it off to the, the OG, they've been doing it the longest, right? Yes, sure. uh, but this is the, the Placencia one, it's the fourth one that's coming out to Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, it's gonna be a torpedo priced at about $45. So these cigars have tended to be very premium releases by Placencia. They've been good cigars. I get a lot of questions. I'm getting a lot of questions about the Gurkha thing, too. The, the one thing I could say is I do believe Gurkha's given permission. I don't know who they gave the permission to, but some – I know – Their companies have asked for permission. Their companies have asked for permission is what I'm just telling people. So you can't judge it by, oh, well, so-and-so's got one. You can't say that. They've granted permission to multiple people that I know of. Yep. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, so they have one, uh, like I said, this is the fourth one they've done. Uh, we'll be talking about an STG has got one. We'll have a little, a little bit. So, uh, that should be released later this month as well. So wait to wait till the Macanudo year. The dragon comes out. Oh, it, oh it's better. Wait, this oh, is better. Close. This, is this it close? Is, you want me to jump to it now? It, oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So let's go we'll do our, we have a couple of STG releases of the three we have this week. Oof. All right, so, uh, so let me let me just be clear. When you have three this week, does that give them like two weeks of buy? No, where they still no, they 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 blow, they blow their word for that. So. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but so they have so STG has been using the Punch brand for their uh, Chinese Zodiac releases. They don't call it Year of, right? But this one they're calling uh, the Punch Dragonfire. Interesting name, um, and this is like it's in a box that looks like like fireworks right the previous this is the sixth time they've done something but the previous five have all had chinese takeout themes of egg rolls and chop sueys and kung pao's yeah yeah but this one yeah but this one but all those releases had like the chinese zodiac theme on the packaging so this one is actually they put in a fireworks type of box um it's more of a value cigar from what i understand it's uh gonna have a six yeah, they, these tend to be there's seven. This is a seven dollar cigar, so um, you know if you uh, you know packaging kind of interesting on that. It's kind of like a fireworks box there. This uh, is not uh, as good as Dad Bod. No, uh, it's not. But that's not saying much either. Yes, I'll take this over Dad Bod. <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you this: if I understand correctly, I'm not sure. This yes. is launching and nationally no. premiering. No. 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 Really? It's coming out before? Yeah. When are they releasing a coupe? Uh this month it's being shipped. Yeah. So I, I, from what I was told, it's gonna be the first place where it's at because they they wanted to know if they could add it last minute, if they could get it here on no. time. So Okay, it, so maybe. I, 
the partial information I got is the people at the Great Smoke will probably be the first people to see it. It may be, it may be yeah. one of the it may be the first like launch event. Could be, kind wrong. Of Could be wrong, but that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, by the way, it's a five by sixty cigar they came out with too. Looks, is that box pressed? It looks a little box pressed. It's flat. Right? It's it's actually got a flat cap on it. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a flat yeah. cap on it. So, mm. uh, so yeah, that's like I said. That's that looks be, like a flat cap and a flat bottom, very similar to a cigar I knew called Beefstick. Yes, <laughs> but uh, a little plumper. Yeah, but yeah. A little yeah. plumper. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It looks like a Beefstick. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that should be that says they're doing that. Uh there's a, uh, another punch release that got announced. Uh I don't have this in the notes, but it is the uh yeah, they're re-releasing the, the punch Rekorajo. They're just beating oh. the crap out of that line, aren't they? Yeah. Well Rekorajo is like to uh, I think when they just want to make stuff. Punch is an old brand. Yeah, that's like a annual release, isn't it or semi? Rare Corojo is an annual release. Uh, oh, yes. that's, that's the cigar that's not Corojo. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the, yeah. But they do that every year. They come out with it in like uh, nine different sizes. So that right. one. Well, explain to our fans why Punch Rare Corojo is not Corojo. Because it's Sumatra. Why do they call it Rare Corojo? I, I never understood it. I can't explain it. You know what's funny is, you know who the first company, person, brand that really that, that coined Corojo and made it known. Does anybody know? Camacho. It's got to be yes. Camacho, yeah. Camacho. Camacho. Original Camacho Corojo yeah. when it came yeah. out. And, and you've seen both the Aurora brothers are doing Corojo releases. Corojo was never used as far as I was concerned. No company ever promoted that he had Corojo Leaf. And, you know, it was something that really Christian really put with the Camacho brand. And my, my, my memory serves me correctly, I think – Punch was the first cigar to start to use Corojo with this line. It was released a few years after that. It was called Rare Corojo. And then Christian immediately changed the use of how they described it as authentic Yeah, Rare Corojo. When, when you go down, I've been to the farm. And Corojo, is a, a, the problem with Corojo is growing, because it's not a hybrid seed they're using. They're using a pure seed. But they had to put a lot of things in the farm to basically fight off disease and mold. So they have things like eucalyptus trees around um you know they supposedly fight off some of the mold and the other thing is you know they have all the bear manufacturing processes where you know to just protect you know you, you go through when you go on a farm you have to go through a like a cleansing literally they have to spray you down before you go on the farm and that's why they've been able to get higher yields than a lot of other people most of the corojo is hybrid that's out there so they don't want they don't want your dirty juju on the field. No, they don't. They don't. Actually, they're, they're strict on that too. They, they they spray the car down when it comes on to the uh, I, I, I was not uh, I was not aware of this. The punch rare Corojo is a Sumatra. I I, yeah. I I was not aware of this. Yeah, they cool. never talk about the Corojo angle of it. In your in your journalistic duties, you've never dug down and thought to find out why the fuck they call it rare Corojo. Sadly, I probably should have. <laughs> Uh, I'll have Justin. I'm going to ask Justin. I'm going to have Justin on yeah. my show Thursday. Well, it's pre Justin, so I mean, it's got to be. It's gotta, yeah, it's definitely pre Justin. Justin's going to play some made up story, but yeah, somebody yeah. along the way is like, we're going to call this Rick Rowe, but you yeah. know, or, 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 or. Did it really start out as Corojo and somewhere along the way to get changed to Sumatra? That's that's, that's what right. I can say. I can't go as far back to remember because this came out 22 years ago. 23 years ago is when they first came out with this. It's a popular release, apparently, because every year I hear yeah. you know, it does well. Interesting. Yep. Now, speaking of Corojo and STG, 
They have a release. They actually released this cigar last year. They're re-releasing it this year. It's called the La Gloria Cubana Corojo de Oro. And what it is, it uses a tobacco that is a cross between Corojo 98 and Pelo de Oro as the binder. So they released this last year. It's being re-released again this year. I've smoked it. So it's real quick, real quick, Coop. Tommy Callahan, if you're watching, this is your chance. Abe is frozen. I'm going to give you your screenshot. Go ahead and get your screenshot. You can, <laughs> That's a you great can, shot. That's a great yeah. one. You can make your memes. You can uh, do what you got to do here. Yeah. This you is your chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up and yep. bop, bop uh, out and come back in, Abe. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to close out like the 8,000 <laughs> fucking apps I got. Yeah, open. exactly. One last chance. Get your get your screenshot. <laughs> best best screenshot meme will, will win something. All right, yeah, there you go. So yeah, this was uh. Now this is actual Corojo, I assume. Coop. It's a it's a hybrid Corojo. Yeah, that because again they they basically cross crossed it with Pelo de Oro. Uh, right. and right. so they, right. they yeah they this was released last year as well. Right. It was released last year. I have smoked it. Um, people can make their own mind up on that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. What uh? What else we got? We got one more story. We talked about Billy Gibbons already, so I'm not gonna rehash yeah. that. But uh, EP Carrillo has a cigar. Uh, this will also be shipping this month. Uh, they have a new version of the Encore, uh, called the Encore Black, and uh, this one is gonna be a broadleaf cigar, uh, broadleaf wrapper over San Andreas binder and all Nicaraguan fillers. It's gonna be in one size, a five and three quarter by fifty two. It's going to have a $17 price point. So this is going to carry a more steeper price point. And from what I've seen from we got from EP Carrillo, it's going to be more of a limited production release. So it's not going to be quite the same level of production as the regular Encore, but it is something that's going to be an ongoing production uh, in more limited fashion with this. Interesting. You know, I would, I would, I would balk at the $17 price point, but I balked at the, Pledge of Allegiance twenty dollar price point, and I watched and, it go like wildfire. And it was a great cigar. That twenty dollar, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, even as a limited production, I won't be surprised. Abe's back. I won't be surprised. Give give Abe a rundown of this again, real quick. Yeah. So Abe, there's a new version of the EP Carol Encore coming out. This is a Maduro version they have. Uh, it's going to be more limited production as opposed to the uh, regular Encore, but it is going to carry a seventeen dollar price point. So wow. and what's the size, Coop? Five and three quarter by fifty-two, and about pressed on that one. Woof. I bet so. we'll. I bet we'll. Yeah, I woof too. But we woofed at the pledge. Yeah, I know. I uh, know. But, and, and, and I'm. I'm going to say this will be hot, and I. I will say that I bet that we'll see this in other sizes as well, even uh, as a limited release. My feeling with Ernesto has been he's done better with the higher price cigars than his lower price cigars. I think you know. I agree. He's had, he's had more success with those. I know it's gotten the ratings, and I think that's helped. It's he's a gotten good point. Great, yeah, but um, look, sure. I, I think that packaging has just gone next level over the past few years. I mean, this is—I yeah. think this is a very sharp-looking package on that cigar. So, uh, and uh, I, I think you're you're 100 right, Coop. If you look at the Encore Allegiance, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the uh, Pledge. Historia, uh, they, I think yeah. Historia—they are all uh, faring much better than like original than inch at this point in the game right now. Yeah. Um I think inch has its following, but obviously it's a there's a niche for that cigar. Sure. Um sure. but yeah, but, but I'm don't you know there's been a lot of other EPC releases that you know that haven't done as well. Like um you know and I like some of these other cigars like the Dusk, the Elenkos, they haven't done as well. 
But these right. cigars, uh, the Perez, they call them the Perez Carrillo cigars, have done very well for them. So, um, and I think they've done better with the higher priced cigars for whatever reason. So, yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. So, I'm looking forward to smoking this one. Like I said, Pledge of Allegiance was incredible. I actually got a box from you guys of that. So, Whoa, I was, when I got it, I because I was actually right, down, I, I was down there when it came out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I managed to buy the box that night. So, it was the night, it was the weekend of the 500 show. So, uh. What so that's, else what we have, on that's what we have this week. The other one is Billy Gimmins. We talked about him already. So, yep. All right. Well, there you go. For more information, stay up to date, rumor, and teaser free at cigar-coop.com. All right. It is time. It is time for pick number seven. Is it seven? Yeah. So that makes it week four, right? Week four is Tale of Tape season eight. Let's run it. Best cartoon characters of all time. Why don't you? Should we just start out with Paul? Get him out of the way. No, no, I, I got to save him for last. There's, there's a reason why. All right. Well, Coop, why don't you take it away? Start us off with your pick number seven. All right. Uh, another old school character I went with. I think he is just one of the great ones. Wiley Coyote. And, you know, I loved him with the Roadrunner, but I loved when he would go. I'm like Wiley Coyote, super genius. You know, he always thought he was outsmarting the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner always got the best of him, and he took a yes. lot of abuse. <laughs> Can't just say that. Yes. You want to talk about a guy who takes abuse? He took a lot of abuse, but he was just—I mean, Roadrunner wouldn't have been Roadrunner without Wiley Coyote here. He was just Absolutely. a great character. There, look at that! Look at that smirk and everything on there. <laughs> so yeah. I think, I think very Tom and Jerry esque here. Yes. That- whether you're a Tom or Jerry fan or a road runner or Wiley Coyote fan, it tells you a lot as a, about a person, yeah. right? So curious, did you root for Wiley Coyote or did you root for the road runner? I root for Wiley Coyote all the time, even though he never won. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of that thing. You knew he never won. You know, you knew same same thing with Tom. You knew he's ne- he was never going to win, but they, they, there's it, one it, thing they did. They ruined Tom and Jerry when there was a point where they made them friends. Yes. They yes. tried to make them friends in the late 70s. That was a bad move. It just killed yes. Tom and Jerry, in my yes. opinion. Yeah. It, well, it killed the driving theme about it, right? It, it, yes. Right. Right. Driving theme. It, it did. But why would you not get talked a lot about today? I think, I, think right I could be wrong. I haven't seen a lot of the comments here. They're still talking about the pledge. But I think most people wrote root for Wiley Coyote. They did. And sure. why? He's the bad guy. He was a bad guy. But, but isn't that, that funny? He he was the underdog in a lot because he, he always was knew the he was underdog. Lose. You knew he was going to lose, but you just yeah. yeah, just. I think you hoped that this would be the one time. You we, we keep watching and say is this the one, one time? Can he just get it? Like in one time he'll win. And it, boy, they, you know, because they're 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 you know they're because even even like Wiley Coyote never really got close. Tom got close. There was a few times that Tom got close. He got to beat up on the mouse a little bit. I don't yeah. know if you, if you ever remember. It's one of my favorites uh, when Tom was the cowboy and he, and he had the yeah. mouse. And he, rolled, he rolled him up in a cigarette and lit him and threw it. You know, so there, Tom got a little Wiley Coyote. And, you know, he had all the great 
uh, you know, Acme Supply Company. Oh, the Acme bombs and stuff. Bombs and bombs that just could never, could never get over the hump. Yeah. I All right. Look. I'll go next. Mine, I think, is going to be like, wow, it's out of left field. I think some people will appreciate it. Um, it's Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, what a great pick. Now, uh, listen. Now, does anybody remember the phrase, I say, I say? Uh, of course. Of now, course. I'm going to take some I, interesting facts. The ultimate you know, antagonist, right? You, do you know that he's only appeared in 29 cartoons? It was really? a very short series, yeah, but it was a, exactly. he was almost like a special guest in, in, in other people's series, but he's only appeared in, in a 20-year span, almost. I think it was 18, 20 years. He's only appeared in 29 different cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. And did anybody know that this guy was actually based on a real person? Yes. Yes, he was based off a senator at the time whose name was Claghorn. Yep. Who literally used to commonly say the expressions, I say. He was a you know big Texas rancher and he would be fond of always saying, I say, I say, or that's a joke, son. Yeah. And that's how this character was made. And he uh, he, he go always ahead. got the best, he was the one who always won too over the yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. But uh even I'd give you credit just for, for knowing the name because I have to put these in and I, I get to know everybody's beforehand, but when I saw it, I was like, Who the fuck's Foghorn Light? And I was like, Oh man, great. Right? I would have you, never you even seen him, him immediately. A, then, even if you never remembered his name or you saw him because he's so rem if you've seen him once, you remember Foghorn Leghorn. I'll yeah. say it. I'll say it. Oh, that dog. He barnyard dog. He just oh, he That's just fooled that dog. That poor dog every time. Right. That's yeah. my pick. Pick number seven. Yeah, it's a great pick. All right, number seven pick for me. He was on the list once already. I thought he was a little low, but uh, I went with the great cornholio Beavis, of course. <laughs> um, you know, look, man, this is one of the all-time great uh, adult characters in in cartoon history and of course was part of an epic duo beavis and butthead but i mean i think beavis was the uh jonathan drew to butthead's marvin samuel you know beavis is the standout character there um you know you just if you had to pick one you got to go beavis but cornholio yeah you know uh, oh, yeah. fire fire the beavis had more of the one-liners too fire yes. fire yeah but the one yes. line yeah, yeah. they chicks. You know, he's, he's like, okay, so uh, we'll get to Paul's picks. The reason I, I say Paul for last because Paul's pick number eight from last week was actually uh, Wiley Coyote. So I wanted to let oh, Coop go first. All right. Yeah. Good so job, Paul. Actually, good good yeah. job by Paul. Paul I, I never Paul thought that had him at eight. Paul had him at eight. Coop had him at seven. And Paul went with another classic character this week, I guess, in the more of adult genre. He went with Eric Cartman. Great character. Park. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I never South Park was a little past my prime in cartoon watch, but it was an Me adult. Too. But, but it is a, it. That's a solid pick. Solid pick. Yeah, I, I, said, I had very few recent. Mine are pretty much all classics. I think Stewie. You got the leaderboard up? You have a leaderboard. I don't have a leaderboard. I was sick this week. I didn't get a chance that's to get right. it. Carlos. So yeah, uh, Stewie was my only modern guy. I think on my board, the only guy. To I have some more modern yeah, ones coming up. I have some modern ones coming up. So right, but I have well, some classics as well. Yeah. Catch us next week to see who pick number six is going to be. And we'll only have five left. We're at the mid mark next week. That's yep, this yep. week's episode of Tale of the Tape. Now to NKMA Talk Radio in our traditional fashion every week. We're going to join our good friend Rocky Patel 
of Rocky Patel cigars. And he's going to ask the KMA crew and all our fans out there, would you rather? All right, here we go. Let's have Rocky take it away. The Rocky Patel question today for the KMA crew is, would you rather have a weekend alone on a remote island with Angelina Jolie, or would you rather have your favorite NFL team win two Super Bowls in a row? This is a layup for me. This is a layup for me, too. It's a layup for me, too. Uh, I'm going to guess Alex Super Bowl. Of course. Uh, Coop's, Coop's, Coop's coming with me. Coop's coming with me. Absolutely. No. Coop. No. Oh, Coop. If I could get, if I could get an, uh, to an island alone, and then Angelina Jolie, I'll take Angelina Jolie, and then have no one else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real about this. I know I'm gonna alienate a few people on this, but I, I can go a lot lower than Angelina Jolie on this too. I, I mean, could I'm, gonna assume, I could I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna assume. Let's in context, like Angelina Jolie, my concubine for the weekend. I said, we're, we're, listen, if this was Roy O'Donnell, I wouldn't be you answering the same way. <laughs> you know what? If Angelina Jolie didn't even touch me, I would rather be on a remote island with her for a oh, weekend no, just to talk. No, yeah, want to have a conversation. Yeah. With Angelina Jolie. I'm not into getting into. I know, I know. Yeah, grown I'm men not- making millions and billions of dollars. No. Most of them are assholes, wife beaters. I, I'm just not into that. I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't follow sports. I'll watch the uh, Super Bowl. I'll watch, you know, the finals. You know, I, I'm, I'm a Chicago fan, born and raised, and I can't even relate to anybody who's currently playing on Chicago teams. I'm just – sports, as I got older, has exited my lo- my realm of what's relevant and important to me much less and less as I get older. Professional sports. Yeah, the, the two Professional things sports. Is, now, yeah. now my kids' sports are the highlight of my life. Take that any day over any, yeah. any, anything. Yeah. It, I would it, give it, up Chicago winning a Super Bowl for the rest of my life for my son to have won the championship game. Did did you see? Did you see the Alan Rubin post? No, no. Which one? Alan Rubin to just kind of like makes a twenty dollar bet in Vegas that the Sixers are going to win the NBA championship. Yeah, he crushed us. Hours later, win. hours later, Joel Embiid is out with an injury for <laughs> this. Who's that best player? Probably the MVP of the league this year. I mean it. Yep. I don't know what to say to guy, and, and he's like, "Oh, it's it's worth losing twenty bucks if, if the Sixers lose." I said, "No, you're out twenty bucks, Alan." That's what you're right. on. Charlie Selman, one of my favorites. I'm with you. I'm a, I'm gonna hit you a little deeper, Cooper. Right. I'm gonna hit you a little deeper because I feel like I feel like you have deeper roots elsewhere. You taking are you taking Angelina Jolie? Are you taking two Phillies back to back World Series? Because I feel like baseball runs deeper with you. Than, than football. Uh, Alex looking to make a convert, man. He wants to convert. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know, you yeah. might I just know. Got... Listen, I know that baseball runs deeper with Coop. So I've only had two world championships in my life, 1980 and 2008. And we came close a year ago. So I, I think I would go with the Phillies on that one. I mean, it's just that is my that is my team. I, they're so my you team. Did... Okay, so football just wasn't the right sport. The, the Giants have just so disgusted me lately. They're my team. That <laughs> it's all, I don't even know if I want to root for them anymore. My, um, my answer is regardless of sport. Our, listening to our, looking at our comments from our fans, it looks like it's split down the middle. 
but I could care less, man. I, I take a good island with it, with any. Listen, I like uh, you know if it was Rosie O'Donnell on that island, I'm not I'm not taking that one. I yeah, that. okay. So yeah. I said it would go a lot lower than Joe, but I yeah. didn't say I'd go rock bottom. I mean, there's yeah. a difference there. <laughs> I mean, I'd go Meg Ryan too, you know, maybe yeah, but but Meg the Phillies is a big difference. You seen her lately? Well, in her prime. <laughs> Huh? Well, okay, I still take Meg Ryan over Rosie. That's what I'm just saying. Rosie yeah, would just well, annoy me. That's Rosie not would just, saying much. She would just be annoying, yeah. Anyways, thank you, Rocky Patel and the fine folks at Rocky Patel Cigars for a great question this week. And yeah. would you rather? Uh, we hope you enjoyed this fine Saturday morning. We entertained you, made you laugh, maybe even educated you a little bit. Uh, please check us out on all our social media platforms. And more importantly, go to Facebook, Smoke in Social, our private Facebook group. Excellent place to meet a lot of amazing people and really share the camaraderie of this passion we all love. Um, until next week, everybody, keep it lit. <laughs>